It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and welcome to these, this, these? What is these? Uh, <clears throat> this week's podcast. It is good to have you wherever and whenever you are listening. Thank you for taking the time, and it's good to have you with me. And we are going to talk about new construction. That's right, new construction. And uh, in my book, actually in a few books, so in uh, the nine-month investment, in uh, uh, Paranoid Banker book, um, and, and actually in uh, uh, Getting Rich in Real Estate Partnerships, I mentioned it too. So in, in three of my books, with the main one being the nine-month investment, I talk about new construction. And you're going to get various opinions on new construction when it comes to apartment communities and investors liking them, not liking them. And a lot of it depends on whether they're um, more of a uh, developer, whether they are in it for long, long, long term. So there are varying degrees of uh, opinion on this. And some of it also does have to do with Uh, locations and areas in the country that there may it may obviously be more advantageous for new construction in one area city place versus another and so uh, so what I'm going to talk to you about on this podcast today this week uh, does have some of that in mind but as with most everything there are some exceptions here or there, uh, but what I'm going to cover in general here is is really not only recommendations that I have about new construction, thoughts that I have about new construction and what you need to be aware of, and where to be thinking about investing your money when it comes to new construction versus existing. And I think my answer will surprise you I guess not really an answer, but I think uh, my opinion on this subject will surprise you. And so I'll just start right out of the gate and say that I am not excited about new construction from an investment standpoint. Look, not from a growth standpoint. I, I love new construction from a growth standpoint. Not from an entrepreneurial standpoint. I love new construction from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Of course, not from a development standpoint. So I am pro new construction in almost every way, except when it comes down to making money with new construction. And of course, some of the things I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast will enter into that conversation, of course. But really, in general, at the end of the day, for an investor to invest in new construction, it is not a good idea for a number of reasons. It's not a good idea. 
which is why in at least three of my books, I talk about making sure you avoid new construction. And so let's cover some of those reasons first, uh, why you really need to avoid it. Number one is, is, let's start with what I would consider maybe some of the more logical reasons and then or obvious reasons. And then maybe we'll get into some things that uh, may not be so obvious. So let's talk about the first one. And that would be experience. Well, you really want to have some experience in new construction, in development, uh, specifically in apartment communities, before you invest your money in a new apartment community construction or development project. I mean, you want to have at least some experience in this area so you know what to expect. Uh, there are much more, many more, as a matter of fact, nuances involved with new construction than there are with existing apartment communities. I mean, dozens and dozens more uh, different things you need to be aware of, you need to know, and to go in at least informed about the investment. So the big problem many of us have as investors is we don't have experience in this area. And you really need the experience in the area. And I'm not necessarily talking about experience where you're, you're doing the development. You're doing the construction. You have, you know, your hands dirty with it, so to speak. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just being involved in an investment, a partnership, syndication, uh, development, whatever, where there's been new apartment communities constructed. Uh, and unfortunately, many people don't have that. And that's not a good idea to get involved in a development construction project when you don't have any experience in it uh, whatsoever. And most of us don't. So that's number one. That's an obvious reason not to do it. Uh, re number two reason not to be involved in new construction is what I call the OB problem. What's the OB problem? Well, you don't even have to get into new construction with apartment communities or really any other kind of property or project to find out what the OB problem is. And man, many of you have already guessed what OB means. Uh, and for those of you that are still waiting for it, it is over budget. Uh, it's really funny. I don't think I've ever seen a new construction project or a new capital improvement project come in at or under budget. I think most of the time you can depend on over budget or OB. I call it the OB method of investing. Let's, let's, let's do the over budget method of investing. And that is so many times the case. And, and look, I've seen developers go broke because they went over budget. I've seen it happen more than one time. The developers, their investors, their partners go broke because of how over budget things turned out to be. I mean, lenders will only cooperate with you for so long. Other investors will only cooperate with you for so long. And pretty soon, a line's got to be drawn in the sand somewhere 
where things go over budget, don't they? And hey, it can happen. And it happens more often than you would think, uh, even though there is demand for people to live in apartments, even though there is demand from investors to want to buy these apartment communities. And this demand is going to continue to grow on both sides of that. But when you go over budget, and it happens almost every time in varying degrees, you're going to have problems. And here's the problem with it. I mean, there's a lot of problems with it, but let me just mention like the top two. Number one, those over budget issues stay with you for years. So now an investment in a project that was going to um, cost X is now going to cost Y. And how many more years is it going to take to recover from that? How many? Three, five, ten, twenty? Uh, so that's the first issue. We've already talked about the uh, when you have lack of capital and expenses climbing, uh, usually what happens is people will go broke with a development project. It happens, and it happens quite a bit. Um, I guess I don't want to make it sound like it happens all the time, and it happens more often than not. It doesn't, but it does happen more often than what you would think it would. Um, even with projects that were supposedly so-called successful or supposed to be successful, um, so it's, so it's, so those over cost overruns can can cost you time, and obviously number two, it can cost you a lot of money because now all of your projections change. So for example, if you had projected that you would need to rent uh, an average apartment unit for $800 a month, let's say, now what happens with that average rent you're going to need to get? That's right. In most cases, it goes up. And in most cases, that prolongs the amount of time units are rented because of those price points and things are prolonged and yeah, it gets back to time, but now it also enters into marketing. It enters into your cash flow statement. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on. Okay. And that's just by going over budget. So that's problem number two, which expands into other problems and issues that I won't go into. But you know, the first one we mentioned was <clears throat> experience. Second one was the OB method of investing which is over budget. Number three, and what I've mentioned to you are two big ones, but here is arguably the biggest reason to avoid new construction, and that's as follows. Resale. That's right, resale. So, uh, and again, there are difference, differences in, in markets. I, I do understand that. I'm going to give you an example of live in front of me difference. So this is what I'm looking at right now. What I see in the, let's just say here in the heartland, eastern Iowa, in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area, where my home base is at, the difference between um, a already existing two-bedroom apartment, average apartment, and a new one that would be constructed, okay? 
and now we're, we're, we're going to talk about replacement cost for a second because it enters into resale. Um, so I can invest in a very nice, average-sized, good location, good condition, let's just say above average. I could, I could invest in an above-average two-bedroom apartment community at probably fifty to $55,000 per unit. Okay, and, and that'd get me something pretty damn nice. I'm not even scratching the surface. If I were to build brand new in this market, I'm not even scratching the surface at $150,000 per unit for the same size of apartment, same location, above average, but new construction. So we're talking three times the cost to build versus own existing. Okay. Now, what do you suppose the resale is on this? So if I'm invested 150,000 a unit, and again, that's considering my I don't go over budget. What are the realistic chances of me recuperating that when I sell? Making a profit on it when I sell? It's pretty much non-existent unless I sell in 50 to 60 years because the property, the appreciation, when you're already so far behind because of what it costs you to build in terms of what your overall cost is, you're not really appreciating. You're just trying to you're almost depreciating. So you're almost out of the ground for less than what it costs you. So in essence, many new apartment projects that are constructed, new construction, they pretty much depreciate. <clears throat> if that sounds possible, it is. So <clears throat> I am... Uh, very bullish, very, very aggressive on existing apartment projects and their ability to appreciate, mainly because the replacement cost is outrageous. I can buy a $55,000 property per unit at $55,000, uh, apartment community at $55,000 per unit that's 25 years old, or I can have a new one constructed for three times that. I mean, it, it, it doesn't really make sense to invest in new construction because once my $150,000 per unit is spent, is it really worth that from an income generating standpoint, from an investment standpoint? Probably not. Probably not. Um, I've recently seen units that have been constructed where the developers are spending two hundred dollars to $250,000 per unit. I don't see how they will ever get that money out of it. And maybe the game isn't to get their money out of it. I don't know. But whenever you start out so far down the road in cost, and you have so much ground to make up, even 
when the market is great and will continue to be great in demand. Unfortunately, I don't think the demand goes up at such a spike to allow you to recover that investment from a newly constructed property in a reasonable period of time. And in my estimation, that's five to 10 years. My opinion, that's five to 10 years, I guess. Okay? So, the cost, the resale, good luck. Good luck. Related to that is number four. The fourth reason to avoid new construction. It's rent pressure from day one. Continuous and years of rent pressure. What do I mean by rent pressure? Well, again, let's compare new construction to existing construction. So, I have a 30-year-old property, two-bedroom units again. I rent those units for $700 a month, let's say. Um, if I have a really good tenant that's been with me for years, maybe that rent stays at $700 a month for maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe three years. When I have a unit come open, and let's say there's quite a bit of vacancy in the marketplace for some reason. Maybe it's the time of year. So, for example, I'm here in Iowa. Uh, the market slows down in terms of activity in November, December, or January over the holidays. So let's say I have a couple of units come open and I want to lower my rent a little bit in order to get them filled and in order to get a little bit more, a few more eyeballs looking at my apartments. I've got flexibility when I have existing construction. I can move my rents up, I can move them down, I can have my residents stay at the same rent if I want. I mean, I've got lots of flexibility. I want to be able to go into an existing apartment property knowing, knowing I can raise rent if I want to. Knowing I can reduce rent if I want to and still be okay, if that were to be the case. But... The tables turn, my friends, with new construction. Because what do you have to do right out of the blocks with new construction? You have to hit super high rent levels right away. And you don't just maintain those rent levels. You have to continue to increase and increase and increase. You can't be so kind to your tenant, Mabel, her rent's going up. Slow time of year, slow month, tough. Rent's got to go up. You see, you're already starting with new construction at such a huge disadvantage when us investors that own existing construction, we're doing just fine, thank you. We've got flexibility. You don't have any flexibility with new construction. You've got pressure. Again, sidebar, depending on some markets, this might not be the case. But in most, it is the case. And why would you want to start out that way? Again, as an investor. Developer, you may have a different 
um, motivation. Maybe there's development fees in there. There's a bunch of other things in there, construction fees. So there's always things going on there, right? But as an investor, no. You don't want to start out of the blocks like that with all that pressure. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a story. And this is a true story. So, um, some investors that I know very well decided uh, five years ago that they wanted to build a new apartment community. And they wanted it to be ultimate, ultimate nice. I don't blame them. I, if I'm going to build a new apartment community, I want it to be nice too. Um, three years later, after it was finally completed, they sold it. They lost almost $3 million when they sold it. Why? Because of all of the reasons I just mentioned to you. Over budget, starting out as high as possible with rents and not being able to achieve it. Experience. And resale. Almost $3 million. Gone. Because of those reasons. And here's the sad thing. Beautiful apartment community. Beautiful location. You'd love to live there. I'd love to live there. It'd be great. But again, that problem of new construction. Oh, it's a bitch. If you don't have everything in order based on all of these points I'm going over, it could cost investors millions of dollars. And here's the funny thing. This property is fully occupied. So again, it's not because the market, it's not because they built this project and nobody showed up to rent it. It wasn't like a see-through apartment property. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a see-through apartment community. They just weren't able to achieve the rents that they thought they were able to achieve. They went over budget. Now they got to achieve more rent, etc., etc., etc. And some experience entered into it too. And see, what this really comes down to, and I mentioned it briefly before, is replacement cost. Um, Sam Zell, who's known as one of the geniuses when it comes to uh, apartment community investing and ownership, you know, ran one of the largest real estate investment trusts that owned just you know thousands and thousands of units. Um, you know, his big thing, his big uh, litmus test was replacement cost. Can we get this? for less than replacement cost. The more of a discount we can invest in, purchase this, own this apartment community versus its replacement cost, the more money we will make. Now, I'm oversimplifying it uh, in a big way, but not by a lot, okay? So if you read his latest book, he talks a lot about replacement cost and how it enters into the equations, Um, not only with their multifamily holdings, but also with some of their office holdings too. 
And when you come out of the ground with new construction, replacement cost goes out the window. The advantage of replacement cost goes out the window. And you really have to wait years, in some cases, 15 to 20 years, for that replacement cost benefit to really lean your way. And as an investor, that's not what you want. Okay, that's not what you want. You always want it to lean your way. And so one of the main reasons uh, my partners and I, uh, and I uh, personally, really like existing properties, existing construction, is because we really can take advantage of that replacement cost part of the equation that is so important. So important. And, and here's a key point to keep in mind about all of this when it comes to even existing properties, is when it comes to replacement cost, you better damn well keep that in mind when you're doing a rehab project, you're doing a bunch of capital improvements or doing a bunch of capital expense items. Okay, so for example, uh, some partners and myself got involved in 2016, a 60-unit project, apartment community, Fantastic location. Fantastic. Uh, but we surmise to bring the best out of this property and bring it out to its potential and have it be a good investment, a better investment. We needed to put some money into the units, um, approximately five to $6,000 per unit on average, needed to be spent on this property to take it from good to Awesome. Okay. So, you know, you do the math, 60 times 5,000 is a lot of money. And not only is that in, um, uh, you know, materials, but then you factor labor and those kind of, then it's really closer to $7,000. So you're probably seven, eight, we're probably, we're seven, $8,000 into it after all costs, 60 units. So you're a little bit under half a million bucks. And this is after you, uh, show basically 60 residents the door because you can't work on units when people are living there. So think about this. You've got 60 units, and I know it's not 600, but you have 60 units empty. You're putting half a million dollars into it and hoping it's all going to work out. Well, it did work out. Happy to report, fully occupied, Great rent levels, and it's performing where we thought it would. It worked out like we thought it would on the spreadsheet. I mean, some differences here or there, but this is a success story. Okay. Now, I'm not telling you this to pat anybody on the back, and I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm telling you this because it scared the crap out of me while this was going on, and this wasn't even. This wasn't even new construction. This was just doing a bunch of capital improvements to this property. But what was the biggest advantage we had when we were doing this? Between the cost that we paid per, for the property, it was existing, and in addition to that, the half a million dollars or so that we spent on improvements, 
we were still over half of what new construction would be. You follow me? We spent, after buying it and rehabbing every single one of these units, remodeling every single one, we were still over half of what new construction costs would have been, which gets to my point of replacement cost. Okay? And how important it is. So, uh, these are some of the things, and we are getting into the weeds a little bit when it comes to apartment community investing. But I do hear from quite a few of you with questions along these lines. Should I be looking at existing properties? Should I be looking at converted properties? Should I be looking at new construction? Should I be looking in downtown areas? Should I be look I mean, so I get lots of questions related to this, but you know, you sift and sort through a lot of them, and a lot of them are basically, hey, do I look at buying an existing property, Darren, or should I get involved in something that's newly constructed? I think I've answered that question. I think I've answered that question with the carve-outs that I mentioned early in the podcast uh, that I'm in full support of newly constructed apartment communities for all of the reasons that I mentioned. But as far as investors are concerned, it is definitely an area, unless you have the experience that you want to avoid. All right. So, hey, I hope this has been informational for you. I hope you've gotten some interesting tidbits of info out of this week's podcast when it comes to new construction and apartment communities. So I would love to hear from you. Give me your comments on what I've gone over in this week's podcast. Send me an email. Let me know what you're thinking. Do you agree with me? Uh, Do you disagree with me? Do you agree with me and why? If, if, if you disagree, why? Would love to hear from you and get your thoughts on new construction, baby. All right. Have a great day. Have a great week or weekend whenever you've chosen to listen to me and be in on our podcast. Great to have you involved with us. As always, take care and we will talk to you soon. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.